Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk. Um, This is episode 14. I'm joined by my best friend, Mike Van Horn. We uh, talk about anxiety, um, you know, that you can get from social media, work, just life in general. And I do make the case of how I think that the lack of religion is also a cause for the high rise in anxiety that we are seeing in our generations. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy the show two or three years probably so it'd been a while so i went to there um and then i just went to dallas with Lindsay because we were looking at moving there and um so when we were there we were like kind of really touring a lot of dallas and um outside the first two days we didn't really have a lot of downtime so that's cool did you enjoy yourself um, so the first two days I did not enjoy myself. <laughs> I was, I was actually dead set on like trying to find a new place to move because I was like, man, if this is what Dallas is like, I am not happy. Um, I, did you end up liking it more? Oh yeah. Uh, by okay, the end good. of the trip there, I was like, okay, where I want to live and where I'm going to live is going to be sick. And I found some really cool spots around there that I really liked. And then it's like really not that far from downtown. Um, every it's just, it's right by everything. So like if I wanted to go to um, a Mavericks game, it would be, you know, right there or in Arlington's not that far. So no. when the Eagles come to town, Cowboy fans are, I don't want to say pussies, but they're really nice they're just so different than Eagles fans. Like I was in Dallas and I said freely multiple times how I was in Eagles fans and everyone's like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably, it could be because everybody in that division just sucks horrendously right now. So nobody that really is very can. true. But, uh, very true. But, but yeah, I, I, it's funny. Cause I, the first time we, I went to Texas to visit, you know, Morgan's dad, the first like three days were rough. Oh boy. And then you get used to it and you kind of semi get used to the humidity. And then um, it's really cool. Like I told you, I think when we were talking about it, I just feel it's really congested. Like when you're on the tollway, I don't know how it's just, I mean, I live in, where were you? Where were you though? uh, Like 20 minutes North, Southwest, East, whatever it is of uh, Dallas and Prosper. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's maybe North. It's it's next to McKinley. I think And like, we're not, we, we went to a baseball game. We, We went to a Rangers game in Arlington. So um yeah 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 no it's yeah, not that far um, no it's not at all yeah that's about 25 minutes north of where we were saying so oh, okay. we, we had a hotel in like in downtown downtown and yeah, everybody really cool. was telling us to go the first couple of nights we were uh we were i was like man i don't know that i want to live here uh it was just a it was a sketchier part of downtown come to find out that it's actually a really sketchy part of downtown that <laughs> we didn't we blindly just didn't know um and so then when we finally linked up with like a family friend who lives in dallas he showed us the like the really nice areas to go and we started hanging out in those areas like really nice bar scenes and restaurants and once we were right there we were good and honestly, the whole trip just started to turn around from there. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was good. So then we just got back. I would say it was Friday. 
night-ish. It was like 9 or 10 p.m. It wasn't like super late, but we got up back actually around, it was around 8 actually. Um, but yeah, man, we kind of figured out where we want to live and we're getting excited. We, we're only going to be taking off here in a couple couple months. So That's cool too. So is she going to be going to, she just transferring to like a different Starbucks there? She want to do something different? Yeah, she's going to kind of both. So she's going to finish out because right now she's finishing up her schooling. She's able to uh, have Starbucks pay for a lot of it. So she's just doing that. And then afterwards, she's going to go work with the hospital. Oh, right on. Work in the hospital. And then with you moving there, what's your plan? Do you want to just treat, are you going to keep trying for this? Keep building this? Do you want to? <laughs> Yeah, man. That's the whole goal. Obviously, that's, I'm going to get a that's job. Why, no, I, I, that's why I was asking. I was asking if you were planning on, like, putting even more time into this or you were planning on getting a job. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, there's no wrong answer to, to that. No, I know. Still got bills to get paid, but I'm going to get something kind of low-key. And then weekends, recording every weekend, and then going to be trying to do, hopefully, some open mics in the area. No, that would be cool. I mean, and there's a, isn't there like some pretty big, the good thing about stand up is it's like really Friday, Saturday and Sunday nights that like you would want to do stuff. So right. Not like holding a weekly job is really going to be that hard. Yeah. But isn't there some really good broadcasting companies in downtown too? In Dallas? Yeah. We're like Mark uh, Cuban's company in Dallas. Isn't he a big broadcasting company guy? I'm sure there's a lot of broadcasting companies. Yeah. Alice is like a massive media market. That's what I'm it's saying. A, yeah, it's the fifth biggest media market in the U.S. There you go. That's big for you. Yeah, I already met a dude in um, in Dallas who gave me his contact. It was like a drunken run-in, but um, we're going to try and already got somebody who I want to talk to when I'm there. Uh, he's kind of like trying to do the same thing, so... Cool. Uh, we're going to link up and uh, try and get something going. Um, but, you know, it's to me that like my big thing is it's going to be. I've given myself like, a, you know, some time to like really go after it and it's going to show, you know, and I, I set it myself up to where I have now the opportunity to go for it. And it's going to kind of show how serious I am going to take it. You know what I mean? Like. And it's not like it's going to set me back because I am going to get a job. I still have rent to pay. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, yeah, it's not like it's shitty stuff. Anywhere. Yeah. It's not like that's going anywhere. So it's not like I'm going to be like, you know, broken, a failed guy who's all of a sudden just like, I got nothing to live for. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, I just feel like this window of opportunity is kind of just kind of, show really what i want and if i want it so gotta hey, go for it right that's what i'm saying so i'm here to talk to you man here yeah to um, so how you been otherwise good yeah just you know working the old nine to five bored all the time uh working from home has kind of saved me mentally probably just because you can be home and i don't have to go into the boring office every day what are you uh, so bored about, though? You got buddies in town. I mean, but do I? I mean, do I? I mean, Justin. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I actually. Justin Facetime me the other night. I know it's crazy, dude. It's I, I, it's ironic that you say that though, because like I went to dinner with Justin on Friday, and it's the first time I've hung out with Justin, and 
good, 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 good question. I don't know. Um, it's been a long time. And, uh, I mean, I mean, other than that, it's only, it's only Chew that's here. I mean, Garrett's here, but ever since Garrett got with this girl, like, I don't even know what the deal with that is. That's just like, he just fell off the face of her. gross. That's just anything Garrett's into is just gross. <laughs> no, nah, man, you, you and His Garrett big old funny. sausage hands, whatever they're into is just going to be gross. Yeah, Garrett loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, it's just, Justin is impossible to get away. Like, I don't, and then Chu is just doing his own thing. So, I mean, it's not that is many Is he still with here. that girl? Yeah, he's been with Merm now for like, what, five years, six, five years? That girl years. he's not going to let go. Smart, smart man. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Man, so... Yeah, so Justin, this that's what I was going to say. So Justin ends up calling me at randomly and then just doing a political rant, like, out of nowhere. I thought you I thought you texted him to, like, get me going or something. No. <laughs> and so I thought you were just using him to get under my skin. And I had no idea. Yeah, it was completely random. I hadn't talked to him in, like, two years probably. And then he and I just started talking sports the rest of the night, talking about yeah. gambling and – um you know he's up he's up 26 grand right now he's up 26 grand on what teams uh i don't know he's been winning he won he had a streak where he won like six straight like big like a couple thousand dollar bets and then yeah he was at like 26 before he put 500 on the dodgers tonight yeah he's been winning a lot but uh worry about that at the same time because it's good it's great when it's winning but you know we'll see how he takes it you can lose really quickly too. I mean, he got really lucky today. He pushed one like this morning. He could have lost like, I think it was like four grand, three grand. And he got lucky and like pushed one. And then, uh, I don't know. So yeah, he it, it got, but I mean, he didn't make any money this morning. He made money in the afternoon though. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't. But the funny thing is he wouldn't have gotten under your skin about politics. You would, he would be right in line with you. You guys agree on everything. Yeah, just no, I thought you were like I meant like more just trying to get me like get me fired up and going. Oh no, he dude, he he, yeah. I mean, Justin's Mr. Conspiracy Theorist, man. Like, holy uh, crap, see, he should have, he, he should have a show. Far. No, he should have a show, dude. Everything's a conspiracy theory with Justin. It's insane. I ask him how he sleeps at night with just all these consp- conspiracy theories in his head. <laughs> it's no, I'm not even kidding you, dude. He thinks everything is like it's crazy what he thinks. I like it makes me example. nervous. Give me one example. <laughs> Well, mean- like he, well, like when when it comes to like COVID, you know, like how there's the huge majority of people who think the numbers themselves are inflated. Not that the virus is serious or not serious, whatever you want to take on that, but that the numbers are inflated. And he goes, "Well, don't you know that the Democrats fund the, this? What what is that? This what's the uh, the health people? I always want to say the SEC because of money, but it's the the CDC or do CDC? you mean the or, or do you mean the WHO? No, the CDC. So he goes, don't you know the Democrats fund the CDC? And yeah, they'll just pump out whatever numbers they want to get Trump <laughs> out of office. And I like, but he, then he comes up with all these numbers and like facts and it starts to freaking scare me. And I'm like, no, I refuse to believe this. I can't live in a world where there's just conspiracy theories. Like the world's all corrupt, worse than I already know it is. And so he just stresses me out, dude. Every day he sends me something going, look at this. He goes, look, man, like even Trump tries to say the numbers are inflated and they try to keep them down. Like he's the president, he knows, and I'm like, well, he's also a liar. So I think the numbers are inflated, but in a more logical sense, in the fact that like we just haven't had a lot of testing, and I think more people have it than what we know. I think more people are very much more infected with it than what we think 
there are. Like, I think the numbers are probably twice as high just because we haven't had the number of testing going. And I think that's what we'll start to see as things start to open up more is the numbers, I think, of cases will rise astronomically, but I don't think people are going to be really dying. No, I don't think the number of people infected matters. It's like, okay, well, cool. No, I know, but that's what that's what it's, gets reported. Like oh, I know. On CNN or Fox News, it's always, oh, there was X amount of cases done today. And it's like, all right, well, are they dead, though? Yeah, because the Libbies aren't coming to Titty City. That's all I know. Libbies are, are blocked out of Titty City. I'm the mayor of Titty City, and no Libbies are allowed to come. <laughs> what are you – what? <laughs> are you Sorry. It's just a thing that me and my buddy have. There's this thing called Titty City. It used to be this funny meme. And so we act like it's a place, and no liberals are allowed there. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to leave that in the podcast because, yeah, Titty, Titty City. I'm the mayor of Titty City, and no liberals are allowed. And I'm not even that – and you know me. I'm not even that political. Like, I'm not. If I'm anything, I'm a moderate. Like, I'm not even Republican. But like, yeah, I know, I know, because I, I call you a com. I will call you a commie on everything. Anytime Joe <laughs> Biden slips up, I go, "Do you see what your commie leader did today?" Uh, it makes me so mad too, because that guy's a fucking moron. Uh, well, I mean, but, he said he said multiple times that he's running for Senate. So, <laughs> and what was the other thing? He forgot his wife's name. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Like, it's mean to make fun of him if he actually does have something seriously wrong with him. But at the same time, it's like he says he doesn't. So he's free game. Yeah. He's <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Will you <laughs> shut up, man? <laughs> he is just, you know, and so uh, Lindsay and I, we love because we love to watch Joe Rogan. And we'll we'll go and like <laughs> there was a stint where Joe Rogan would bring up Joe Biden every now and then or, or he would get brought up in a conversation and Joe Rogan just lays into him and Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan's probably one of the crueler people unintentionally towards towards uh Joe Biden he's just he's like he's just not there <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's not true. but it's he's not though Joe I mean Joe Biden is he's just getting propped up at this point I think I don't I don't really know that there's anything keeping them together. Yeah, we, we made a joke because we were at the gym on Tuesday when the debates were getting ready to start going, and they weren't out there by like 6.08 or something. And I was like, yeah, Joe's got to finish his IV drip before he can walk out on stage. So just seriously, though, dude, they're probably pumping him with all kinds of things. That's why he won't take a drug test. Trump said he'd take a drug test. Joe Biden's like, no, you'll see all the Which uppers they're giving me, me so I can stand Trump's up. Trump's definitely on stuff. Like, I guess the only thing that Trump would – there's like, no, there's no way Trump's not taking medications the way the way he eats and the his just his lifestyle and the dude's fat have you seen like that yeah, behind the podium picture of him dude he's got <laughs> the fucking ass like the size of texas himself he's got, dude. he's got cake yeah so it's like but the thing is like all i know is i'm not a political person but i'm just i'm worried about i think it's prop 22 here is about making like excuse me uber drivers and like DoorDash and all those people, like actual employees and not independent contractors. And they'd have to get paid minimum wage and all this stuff. And I was talking to Justin about it and I was just Ridiculous. like, and I was like, they should be, I was like, they 100% should be independent contractors. But the only thing is he's like, well, yeah, but you know, like people do it on the side and they can make like 25 to 30 an hour. I go, right. But the only the defense I would have for actually voting in this prop is nobody should make 25 to 30 an hour doing such an unskilled job. 
I was like, that's the whole problem with this. We don't incentivize anybody to go out and try to better themselves in that sense. I was like, isn't that the point of complaining about minimum wage being so high or not high enough if you're in that if you're in that side? It's like, aren't you trying to incentivize people to become more skilled to do things? Yeah, but that that's will- not what's gonna happen though. By the by you voting it in, what they're gonna now do is now now Uber and Lyft are gonna become corporations where they have to actually physically hire these people. They're gonna have to go through all these types of all these types of background checks, drug tests, all that kind of crap. So instead of having these people who just wanted to be individual contractors and be able to pick up like some side cash and do it, even if they want to do it for full time, they're out there doing their hustle. I mean, they're out there doing a grind. If they're going to, if you want to make a lot of money, like a lot of money, like you have to put in a lot of effort. If you're just trying to get another $400 on the cash or of cash on the side, it's not that hard, but like, if you want to try and make a living off of it, like, and then some, you got to put in a lot of work. And, uh, and that's, you know, props to you if you want to do that, in my opinion. Right. And, but, um, oh, man, I think I was losing my train of thought here. Um, what were we just talking about? Refresh me. I was well, I was, point. no, I was just, I, I'm against the whole prop coming in. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm against I, it. Like, I don't. Was, right, right. I remember what it was now. Hold on. Um, so now what you're doing was having Uber and Lyft. You're going to have them do hiring processes of this. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Like oh, a lot yeah, of they would leave California probably. do this as a side hustle for Uber anymore. It's going to take it away from a lot of people. No, and that's, and that's totally fair. I was just – my more thing about it was I just – because it was so – how it works is they get paid, I guess, technically when you're working. But under – if you became an employee, you would actually be paid for the time you're just on the clock in totality. But I was just telling him, like, under, like, pay – like, a payment structure, I like the idea of, like – I don't want to hear about somebody who literally just picks up food making $30 an hour. Like, I think that goes against the reason we say you can't just keep raising the minimum wage for people flipping burgers. It's not the, the down, or not give people credit who do that or say they're not worthy of things. It's just saying that like, that's an unskilled labor job. And the goal is to try to, isn't it to bump those people up, try to ask them to do more so they can become more skilled and do other things like, and make more money. Like, isn't that the goal? I mean, a 16 year old kid in high school can go flip burgers at McDonald's. Right. I, I, well, I agree with, I do agree with, I think in a sense of what you're saying is you don't want people to be reliant. Like for instance, with the minimum wage, if it's so high, what you're thinking that they're doing is you're making it such a, a wage that you can just, kind of coast through life and not really have to better yourself. You can just be reliant on something cheap and just, you know, scoot by. Yeah. But at the kind same of like time, a, kind of almost like a, um, it almost be like a, um, privatized welfare. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, that it's close. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would just say it's not, I mean, I'm also cool for somebody who, if they can get by if they make 25 doing that and like they're living a chill life and they're stress-free and stuff like who am I to say that's not like not a good way to I, live. I understand like, what you're saying on a principal level. And I do, I do agree with it in a, in a way, in a perspective, because I'm also, here's my thing too, is I don't want, it's not like I am in love with corporations. People think because I'm conservative that I just like, Oh, fucking love big business and all that. Like, I like corporations. I think they provide a great service, but I also do not think that we need to be as reliant on corporations as we are, because I do think that at sooner or later you can have a like corporations are going to get so big that they're almost just like a government, but they're a well-run government. They're a government that knows how to be run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Amazon. No, no, no. Amazon's not there yet. 
I mean, I, what you're going to be seeing where I'm talking about, like where everybody just goes out of the job and they work, there's like just corporations. The, what you need is small business to go away. And the good thing is right now we're still about 80%, but I think that's numbers are going to start dro- dropping drastically. I mean, think about it. Like you go high school, college, corporation job that you were you're just becoming a cog like you're just being programmed to be a cog and that's it go out and do a job and sooner or later you're just going to be it's just going to be privatized and the reliance in having that much power on a corporation side in my opinion is very scary and i don't think it should be down with corporations but like hey you know maybe keep an eye over your shoulder or something it's funny you say the cog thing because of like high school, college, that's going to kind of with something we'll talk about, about what we're actually going to be talking about soon. But that also goes back to my DoorDash thing. Although like, I don't, I don't know if I agree with making 25, 30 an hour, if you can do that, but that goes back to like me talking, thinking about getting out of the cog and not being, or not being a cog in this wheel and then just freaking doing your own thing and kind of chilling, making decent money and like being able to live a stressor, stress-free life or almost a stress-free life. Um, Cause I mean, obviously your job isn't your only stressor, but but that's going to kind of go back to something we're going to talk about later, about like anxiety and stuff. Well, fuck that. Let me just talk about it right now. Um, I actually am anxiety for me has been something that was always been kind of weird in the last couple of years, to be honest. Um, I never really, I don't want to say had it. If I did, I probably just didn't even recognize it. And I was just like, Oh, oh well, and I was just young and dumb. Um, but I would say definitely the last, three years I've come to recognize that it's like, uh, it's just, it's just different. It's like something I've never really felt before, but, um, you know, it can kind of like, can kind of cripple you in a mental, in a mental capacity. And it comes in different forms too. Like I've had times where I'm, I've had an anxiety, like I've been anxious and I was having anxiety, but like, I wasn't, it wasn't like what you would think, like you just see in a movie and he's just like, he's stressed out about something. And I had all the stuff on my plate and all my mind, like I was just at my parents' house and I just couldn't sit still. Like, I just felt like I had to be doing something and I didn't, I had, it was like nine forty-five at night. We were just watching a movie. We'd like ate, just ate dinner and I just, I couldn't sit still. And I didn't feel like I was, you know, freaking out or anything like that. I was just like, I couldn't, like my foot couldn't stop tapping and I just wanted to like get up and go do something, but there was nothing to do. Um, And so for me in the last couple of years, it's just been kind of like weird to kind of really recognize it and like know when I'm kind of like feeling that. Um, Like I was anxious recently in Dallas too. Um, because I was freaking out. I'm like, fuck man, we're about to live here and I don't like this place. And, uh, I, you know, I was feeling really anxious, man. And, you know, started and then immediately just boom, start questioning everything. And I'm like, fuck, do I want, so want to do this podcast? Fuck. Do I just want to get a job and just kind of like mail it in? Cause like, I know I'm capable of getting a job and being, you know, like making money and getting by and like providing a house and like, you know, doing the, the middle America thing, I guess. But like, is that what I want to do? You know? Well, that's where mine went. 
Well, but that's the thing. That, that's why so many people are filled with anxiety. And that's why it's such a big thing right now. Like if even if you take the coronavirus pandemic and all the people that are all stressed out, either it's because it's a job, you know, suicide rates, all that stuff. If you just go back to like a normalcy before that, it's all, everything with anxiety, especially for our younger generation, has to do with social media. Because I think oh, about I it. Yeah. Well, if, you, uh, if, if, if you were. If partly, you were, yes. Well, I think I think it's a it's. Would, I would think it's a high percentage just because if you think about it, you graduate high school in the 80s. You go to school with all these people. The, like the only way you see these people again is if you stay in your hometown and those same people do or if you run into them or you stay connected by like trying to be friends, I guess. Like you see all these people that you've grown up with every single day and you there's this stigma or whatever that it's high school, college, job married our house married married house like there's this it's like this cookie cutter life that you think you have to follow and as two people that i mean you you that didn't follow that i mean yeah now i have a house and i'm married but like i didn't follow that i didn't even get a my first job till three and a half what three and a half years out of college due to like having surgeries and you see this every day and i had numerous panic attacks or anxiety whatever you want to call them thinking about like being a loser. Like, am I a loser? Like I live at my mom's house. I'm 25 years old. Like I haven't done anything since college. My girlfriend works and lives on her own and does all this stuff. And I'm in a room in my mom's house, jobless <laughs> with no money. And it's like, is it, it's not by my choice. And sure there's things holding me back that I can't control right now, like recovering from multiple surgeries, but it's like, you see this and I see, I had a, I mean, we had a friend leave his name out. And it's like, he lives the most cookie cutter lifestyle. And I hated him for it. Like I legitimately did not like him because of it. And it's not fair to him, but at the same time, having conversations with him gave me anxiety because it's like, dude, like it's okay to graduate and like not have to instantly get married and instantly do all these things. It's like, you can do things differently than how it's portrayed or supposed to be done. And I think that's why our generation is filled with this. Because we see it on social media. We see the guy we went to high school with, super successful. And we're sitting here making 40K a year going, oh, shit. That dude's making six figures. What the fuck am I doing with my life? And then you stress out. And then you think you need to do more. And that's that's I think about that all the time. And then you go, do I need to compare myself to other people? And you go, no, that's stupid. You're living your own life. Everybody's different in their 20s and 30s. But you still do it. You still stress about it. You still see it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it's hard to argue. And I, I don't think I disagree with the social media aspect at all. I just think it's not the only thing that's really doing. Oh, it. not the only, but you're right. I think it is a big part of it. And there is, there is always this pressure onto it. Um, I remember I was living in, I just graduated college and I was living in, um, my aunt and uncle's house in orange county and my cousin who was there just in high school and gets a phone call and you just start hearing arguing and blah 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 blah. and it was some girl who had called her and was upset about a picture that she had posted that she didn't like something was <laughs> wrong with her in the photo <laughs> i don't know what but there was like something that happened in the photo that like was wrong with her dress or something like that and she uh like my cousin had posted the photo and so that girl called and was just pissed and they were just having at it 
And she was like, well, I just like really like the photo <laughs> and I've already posted it. I'm not going to take it down now. It was that kind of argument, but it was, to me, it's just kind of like the solidification of like, you know, what you were saying with the, um, how social media just has all these pressures. I mean, it's just like, it's something like that. That's just, that's not a big deal. Like that's not something to be upset about, but end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's, I mean, and look how small that is, but look how much stress that could cause. And wait, did you say they were in high school? Yeah. And then look at that. Like I could only like, we were in high school towards like the beginning of like social media really blown up. I know we had like MySpace and everything and that was in middle school, but like the real turning of the like times with like social media was like our senior year. Like we really didn't have to deal with it. I could only imagine that. Like, you know, like whatever we didn't like in high school, imagine like having to seriously be around that person or those people anytime you logged onto your computer or if they even, I mean, I I still didn't really see very much bullying when we were in high school. I mean, I know that's naive and I know that happens, but like with us, like I didn't see a ton of it, but like imagine for those kids who have to come home and deal with that. Like, it's just a crazy thing. And like anxiety itself is people like I, I never thought I had it like in like in the grand scheme of things like I was like I'm, I don't get stressed that much I don't have anxiety but when you sit down you actually think about it it's like you dwell on things that sometimes you can't control and then you dwell on things you can't control that you don't think you're doing well enough and then it always though that that benchmark is always somebody that you know and that's where you start to panic and start to think about it all over, all over. and then you're like does it cause depression I don't know I don't think I've ever been that deep but like you know what I'm saying? I just think it's always at our, in our time at 28, I think over the last eight years, I've noticed it just so much. And I feel like it is such a big social media influence. And I just think it's also like, if you grew up in a, in a town, like we grew up in where it's like, you're, these people are successful. You know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go get your job and make good money. And we have wealthy parents. Like you think that, and then it's like, when you're not maybe on that path, you kind of are like, am I doing something wrong? And you go, Oh, I see the dude from high school. He's doing it. And then you just overthink that shit. And like, it's funny because it's like, it's funny to say out loud. Cause then you're like, what am I? worried about but at the same time you know you do and I I know a lot of people that do right I mean I know a lot of people close to me that worry about this shit I don't think you're wrong I I think that's a very common thing and I think that's something um, that a lot of people I think it's more normal I think you would have those normal conversations because for instance I don't want to say I'm the biggest social media person um, but, um, so I wouldn't say I'm like severely influenced by social media as to what I do. Um, at least on my, like back when I had like my other personal account, but, um, I, I, I just think those are also more normal thoughts of people who just graduated, uh, college and we're supposed to be kind of getting a job or maybe still figuring out what they wanted to do. Cause there's some people who are like, you know, fuck, I, I got a sales job outside of college, me. And you're like, I don't want to do sales for the rest of my life. And you're like now sitting there with two years of degree or two or three years of experience and all, all you can do is sales. And you're like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of people too who are even sitting there and they're like, oh, maybe I have a banking job and I just fucking hate my, I, I hate doing, you know, whatever it is. Uh, data entry for this finance company. It's 
people are like that all the time. I have buddies who are in finance departments. I have buddies who were doing sales. I have people who are engineers who tell me all the time, like, I have one person who I think tells me you absolutely love his job, but he lives in a, he works in a lab, in a science lab. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little different, but. It's interesting though, because yeah, we're talking a lot about jobs and how those can cause anxiety with anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter your age or what uh, era you're from, like jobs can cause stress and anxiety, whatever. But I just think it's interesting because like the more even I am on social media, I even see like from those pages I follow where like they go, wow, we all really do think alike. And it's like this, it's like someone will list out things they're feeling on that day and goes, is anybody else feel this? And it's like exactly how I felt. Like it's like to a T and it's like, it does seem like there's this thing for people in our age group that are all feeling the same thing, whether it's like, Oh, now we have hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. And then it's like, you have to get a good job, but the jobs don't pay high enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it just seems like there's this, there's this like equal part we all feel in this stuff. And it's like, I, I see it all around. Two, there's two other things that I think that's kind of like goes for us is one, I think we're after World War II, like wars and stuff like that weren't fought the same. Actually, Vietnam, sorry, after Vietnam, wars were never really fought the same. And where my, the reason I'm trying to make this argument is because it's like we haven't really had any trials or tribulations is like a nation us personally we don't really have anything like that we've really had to go through that was really really hard think about the most traumatic experience we had to go through as a nation as a kid 9-11 right there wasn't a draft like it wasn't a war that had to be fought where we needed all everything like in world war ii where we needed you know people working in the factories and we need to be rationing gas and things like that. It wasn't, it's, that's just not how it is anymore. And I don't think so. Now we get to live these cushy lives with easy protections and there's no stressor of like anything really ending this for us. And then you add on top of it that I think also there's a massive lack of belief within like religion. And the reason I say that and not because I'm, I'm agnostic. I very agnostic. I, you know, hope there is something don't believe there is, but, um, I think that stresses a lot of people out too, because it's, and then on top of like those life pressures that we were just talking about too, where now you have getting a job and you're like, I don't really believe in God. And I'm like, now I'm wondering like, what the fuck is this all for? And I hate this. Now I have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan or I have $80,000 in student loan. Um, I have to work this job. I never got to do anything that I really wanted. And maybe, maybe when I'm 62, I can go travel the United States or go see Europe one more time before I die. And that's like, (laughs) it just freaks people out. You know, I think, yeah. And I think that's, a huge issue with it all it's a huge issue with you know you go monday through friday and you work a nine to five eight to, well i work eight to five and it's like you are in this monday through friday no matter what's happening like you can't just decide one day i mean you could fake sick once in a great while you know but it's one of those things where like you're in it monday through friday every week and it's like that's the only way you can survive. It's like, you have to go to your job. You have to work. It's not like when you're in college and you know, yo, I don't want to go to this Tuesday 8am class anymore or whatever it is. It's like, you have to do these things. And I think for us, 
when you get into that, you have an adjustment period because you realize like there is no missing. It's not a thing. Like you can't just decide one day you don't want to go. You can, but that's going to turn, that's going to get you a return of no job. And there's things like that. So I think, I think that's what stresses me out more than anything. I don't want to be in a nine to five job. Anytime I talk about wanting to start a business, someone, there's always someone goes, you know, nine to five is nothing. When you want to start a business, you people work 16, 18 hour days. And I'm like, yeah, but like building something yourself, like, and it's yours. I'm not working under the, some manager who's working under someone who's working under four other people that will never know my name, make, pay me a crap salary doing something I don't even enjoy. At least I would be enjoying myself if I was doing something I wanted to do. The problem is it's just hard to get there and it's hard to start your own business or whatever it is. But like with that, it's just, I think you, like you said, you know, lack of belief in religion. I don't think, I don't like the idea of saying that because there may not be something beyond once we die, like what are we doing here kind of no, deal. No, 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 no. I'm not saying because there's not a belief that there's something. I'm saying, I'm saying that we have as now as a majority for the first time ever where people probably do not believe in God. And that gives a fear of like, shit, there is only one more time. So I'm not saying like, ah, go go believe in it like hell no but um like i i don't like I don't, i'm not saying there's an answer out there i'm just saying i think that's a big attributing factor well yeah and you know obviously my beliefs on that i don't believe either and it's not and i've never been somebody who likes to like force my beliefs down to people's throats or anything like that like if you're a huge believer in christianity and god like i will support you and i will never you know attack you or anything because that's that's fine and i think for me, like I've always also ha- held on to this, which I think would piss off a lot of people. So it's kind of crazy to say out loud, but it's like, I think some people need religion. Like it like kind of gets them through whatever they're going through every day. And I'm not saying that like, I'm too good for that. I'm just saying like, it has never been something I've read or got involved with where I like go, oh man, like I really, that really sticks with me. Or like, oh, I want to go read like a Bible verse and like that will motivate me or make me feel good like i went to a christian's college i spent two years at a very christian's college like the whole time i was there it pushed me more away because i could not connect with it like so yeah but like at the same time i think that's the reverse though i think that with the belief in that people should want to try to make sure that like you know yeah i work monday through friday nine to five but like those nine to five hours don't have that nine to five doesn't have to be terrible not the job itself just like how i feel about it or whatever because it could be this is just a stop and i'm going to better myself later like you could be positive like that and i can think like that too but it doesn't mean that i'm looking forward to tomorrow waking up at you know 7 30 getting ready to do loans like it's not like i i'm excited or and Mr. Positive about that. Like I do it because I need to do it. I have bills to pay, but like, there's always that, bo- that thought in the back of my mind trickling. I want to do more. I want to, I want to try to do something on my own and everything. But again, back to what we're talking about, it comes with an immense amount of anxiety. Cause I think, what if I am here for 10 years? What if I literally am 38 years old going, what the fuck happened? And then how miserable am I going to feel then? Like that's where it comes down to. Everybody goes, you know, oh, I'll do it eventually. And then eventually it never happens. And you're 50 years old going, what the fuck did I do? I think that's where the real sadness comes from. So I think if you can start to maybe wrap up feeling of anxiety or stress and like really not always thinking, you know, like, oh, my life's over. I'm 25 and I got to work all the time. And maybe start thinking like, how can I do what I want to be doing? I think that can help, especially a lot of younger people. And I don't think college necessarily prepares you for that. I mean, did college prepare you to really figure out what you wanted to do? No, they said, here's some books, read, look at our PowerPoints, get a grade. 
what the fuck did they teach me? Nothing. I'm smarter than half those professors probably anyways. They didn't teach me shit. They just – they read out of a book. They write it on a whiteboard, and they ask you – and they tell you to ask questions. They didn't prepare me for the real world. They didn't prepare me to do my job. I, I mean, at least I didn't get prepared for that. I don't know very many people that did. It's just you you get it by actually doing it, going to work, being nervous the first month you're there because you don't want to make a mistake and get canned in your first month. Like – Right. I mean, I don't know. It's it's all stressful because you don't want to be doing it. Nobody wants to go to work nine to five every day and work under somebody else's time. It's nice to be able to go do your own thing on two o'clock on a, at two o'clock on a Tuesday. But a lot of us don't have that luxury, at least right now. Yeah, I think that's where um, a lot of people want to shift society into a lesser stressful way where you don't have to have that. Like a lot of people want to be doing four days a week working, having three days off. But um, I think the problem is, is you, it seems nice. Here's the thing is, I think it seems nice, but then it's like, now think about it where you're 40 days not having anything to do. Like by day 40, you're like, all right, I have nothing else to do. I'm bored of shit. Like work gives you something to do. And I, I do think that it helps people in that way because when, yeah, when you're working 80 hours or 40 hours a week and you're, you're punching it out of the clock and you've been doing it for six months straight or you already had your vacation, you got to go another six months for, until you get the day off, right? It seems pretty fucking bleak. But now imagine that it was, it was, you know, it was reversed and you just had 60 days off and you had to wait 60 days so you had to work again. I guarantee you by like probably day 21, you'd be like, fucking A, dude. <laughs> I want to go back to work. Yeah, and I think everybody has felt that before where they're like, they're ready to be productive. And I think that's a, not everybody has that, but I think most people do. And I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, it's, I think for me, it's like college almost. Like college was Monday through Thursday. I, I didn't have Friday classes. Obviously, definitely didn't have weekend classes. And it's like, it's almost like you go I, I never miss Thursday I very rarely miss Thursday because it's like dude it's the weekend like go get Thursday done and you're good and there's already been there's already been numerous studies that a four-day work week you're actually more productive and it's like I would love at least to have three days off instead of two and work five but I feel like we got really on this whole job thing but I feel like it's funny because I really do feel like when you see everybody especially around our age complaining it always has to do with this like outdated work structure it's like you, it's just so hard to want to get a job and work these hours, not because the job itself is hard or like it's hard for them to get up and go do it. And they're, it's not because they're lazy. It's because you literally don't know if you're living your own life at that point. Like I don't, I, I, mean, I literally on Monday through Thursday, cause after work on Friday, like you could do stuff, but Monday through Thursday, I feel like I'm in this almost zombie like routine. It's like, all right, I get up, I go to work, we eat dinner. I go to the gym and then it's like, hmm, do I hang out for two hours and just like chill and then go to bed so I can start it all over again? Like, why, why wouldn't people be filled with anxiety? Why wouldn't people be stressed? Because there's people in their 20s not even feeling like they're living their lives at their young age. They just feel like they're in this, they're another cog in this machine, just pumping out fucking loans or selling credit cards or whatever it is. And they're just part of this corporation that's really making the money and they don't make a lot and they're they don't have any time for themselves. There's no mental health days, which I don't know if we, if, if a lot of companies are starting to do that, but there's like, dude, you know, like I just had my vacation last month. I know I will not have consecutive days off until next year, eight months from now, at least. 
that's pretty crazy. That's just a wild thing to think about having consecutive days off, not including the weekend, obviously uh, on a weekday will not happen at least for eight months. Like dad, that's going to be stressful. That's going to be tiring. That's going to be kind of a shitty thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anything that you're saying is wrong and that's where, you know, I, I come in, it's like, well, how do you solve it? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you still need people to, you know, people like are still going to need to work. People are still need going to, uh, you know, to pay the bills. And do you just go to a four day work week? Like, I don't know that that just really fixes it. You know, well, they don't have you... to be four day though. Like they can be four day work weeks for a person, but the company itself is still open. So somebody doesn't work on Monday and somebody doesn't work a Friday and you just switch that. Like it doesn't have to necessarily no, 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 be no. where they're. I, I understand that. I'm, say, I, I'm just saying like, just shooting ideas like you know what what how do you solve it you know like i i don't know like i don't i don't know the answer like you can still be open five days a week and have some people go monday through thursday and you know tuesday through friday i understand that but yeah um is that going to be the answer to solving all the people's you know anxiety problems with like where they feel like you know they're not wasting their days or they um are still going to be able to not like to run their own life yeah you have three days more but you know, what does that look like? Does it mean less PTO? Or, I don't know what, you know, there's, a, there's other things that kind of go into it. Yeah. I, I don't think I, just going to a four day work week is just the end all, like that just answers all the problems. You know what I mean? No, for sure. But I just think, I think when people think work, they just think it sucks their life away, which doesn't always have to be the case. Cause you can like NBA players, obviously, they, I don't think a lot of them feel like they're getting their life sucked away playing basketball. And there are obviously a lot of people that love their job and love going to their job. And it's like, it doesn't feel like they're going to a job for them. But I just think there are ways to get away from like these like archaic ways that we have where it's like every company is five days, it's nine hours. Like you can do things to better it and not make it so much like i'm sorry like i don't think anybody at 16 years old goes oh i'm so excited to go to work and book loans that's what i do like i don't think anybody says that so it's like yeah it would be cool if every now and then or once a week or whatever like maybe i had a half day instead of a full day at least it's like it's nice to know that like on a weekday you have an afternoon like that's just i think there's little things like that that boost morale and do give you like that mental health that does ease some stress or anxiety. Like it's, it's weird to think that like when you, um, when you have like a Monday holiday and you like, it's like Martin Luther King day or whatever. And on that Monday, you like go out on a weekday at like noon, it like feels weird. It's like when you were a kid in school, like it fits a weird feeling. I don't know if most people get that, but like, I know my wife and I do like, it's a weird feeling to go out on a Monday during the week. Is it not? Yeah. Like, it's weird. It feels weird. I don't know. It's just like, I, so I just think there's things we can do to like cure that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think people need to get into it more of a, I do think how you fix it a little bit is you, you do start understanding that, you know, college, you don't have to be this out of high school, go to college, you don't even have to go to college. Uh, I think, you know, you can correct it in other ways too, where people are able to work remotely more often. Uh, like, I just had a buddy who he was able to check in and out with his work and he drove across the country for two weeks, visited people across the way, stayed at their house, worked for like two days and then would like have a day of driving. And then, you know, he would, um, you know, work for two days or three days, wherever he got to his next spot and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, I, I think 
I'd be interested in, you know, I don't know, more PTO days for sure. I think how helps. And then I think you would also be wanting people to like, like you said, it's a Wednesday afternoon. You just like, fuck. And you just want to leave. But then that, I mean, you could have that with salary people, which do that all the time. And then if you're following more of like what you want to actually do, instead of just trying to like get a job and pay the bills, um, I think comes down to more of the individual of like, just kind of being not stressed out about picking just a job to get a job um, and more just following what it is that they want. Even if that's like just cruising for a couple of years for in some like low key job. Um, it's hard, man. Like there's so many things that I think could actually help it out, but I don't know that any one of them is really like even would work really. Yeah. It's just, I don't know when I, when I get thinking about this, it's just crazy. Cause I know how I feel about it and I just see it all around me and I see how other people feel. And it's the exact same feeling. It's just okay. Like, but so what would like for you, what would like help your situation? Like for a Monday morning, like to hear the Monday blues, right? Like, what do you think would be something that you would like, like your bosses to be able to say that you could have this a work week or um, to be fitting with what, what you would be wanting? I think what would be kind of a cooler structure would be that, like I said, companies don't necessarily aren't open on a Friday or a Monday, whatever the four day work week would look like, but employees go to a four day work week. You don't work four tens. You still work your normal shift. I'm, which is for me is eight to five. And because they're open, they're technically not losing money. Like I work by myself anytime my coworkers gone. So it's our, it's not like that's a big deal. Like it's only two of us anyways. And it's like, I think that just opens up people to be more refreshed when they're at work. That alone for me, having an extra day every week, that's why three day weekends are the best when you have a vacation. Like you go back Tuesday and you're like, oh, I obviously don't want to go back to work, but that's also because that's a different feeling. You're not used to having three day weekends. But if that was a consistent thing, I think every Tuesday or if it, I guess technically it could be Monday, if you have Fridays off, like you'll go back feeling way more refreshed. What about every, what about every Monday is a half day? Yeah. Like even anything to where it's just like, you're, you're <laughs> just you getting erection with that one. Yeah. I'm just saying like, it's like, <laughs> I, but I mean, it's a fair statement though. It's like, imagine going to work after a nice weekend. You're like, Hey, I'm only here till 12 today. Like that's not bad. And it just, it makes the morning feel like it goes by. It's like a good work day. And then you go back Tuesday and you're like, you almost want to be there. You're like, Hey man, like they take care of me. Like I had a half day. I'm way less stressed with work. Like work's not always on my mind now. Like I just, it, I don't know. I think that stuff adds up. I think it does play a role. Um, one of our friend's wives, they have every other Monday off. Like, so, and it rotates. What do though, they so. do with those extra days? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are they, are you pursuing something else that you really want to do? Or are you like thinking of another business idea or is it just make it like that your life is less stressful? We're just going to a day-to-day -day job. I think it just makes your life. I, I think it's, I mean, you can do more. I mean, if you want, I guess technically if you're that person, you could go do what we talked about earlier, doing DoorDash or something. But at the same time, I think it's just relaxing because it's not, I mean, with them, it was every other Monday. So it's not every day. So when you get that, you're probably just like, Oh, this is super nice. Like, for him, it was like he had to go to work, but she's home. So she's like, hey, he goes to work, like get the house to myself. It's a nice, relaxing day. I don't have to go out on a Monday and work like I normally do. I just think that I think that adds up. I think that's why 
everybody loves when a holiday comes up and you have a three-day weekend. It's why people get so ecstatic and freaking stoked for it because it's like it's an extra day and it shortens the week. You get a longer weekend and you shorten the next week. There's two wins there that like we don't account for all the time. It's it, it definitely helps. Like we just had a, we had Columbus Day off, which to be honest with you, I did not know I was having Columbus Day off. It was a nice surprise, and that whole week was awesome. I went to work on Tuesday. Friday came hella fast. It was a four-day work week, and I was back to the weekend. And you know, if you had something more like that, I think that's just going to make people feel better. When you work less and you get paid the same, you're obviously going to feel better, right? I mean. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you at all. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think it should. It's obviously the discretion of the company. It just makes it hard because a lot of the people are still always going to be Friday eight to five, and so you have to like start learning to. I don't know. Like, if you, not everybody's going to be able to do it. Like, have a massive company where if you have like. A, say a thousand employees, like being able to build, like to, I want to say, bend those times to, to where you're not losing profit. That's going to be a little harder. It's easier when you have like a smaller firm, say with 30, 40 people, because, um, you know, your, your business probably just doesn't require that. Like you probably can be more flexible. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I mean, but this is why some people do go into certain jobs that are like, where sales, like it's hard to necessarily always take time off, but you're also on the go. You're kind of out and about. So it's like, if you need to stop and do something, you fit that into your schedule for your day. Like if you have to meet people, whatever, like it's easier said than done, but like you still have a little bit more free reign in that. And that's kind of like when we talked about when like I told you I may want to go into sales, it's more because of stuff like that. Like I value that more than more pe most people do. And I think that's also something with like how this all like takes an effect. It's like, what do you value? And I think if you value having a little more flexibility in your schedule, Monday through Friday, not saying you don't work a shit ton, but you're still like have that flexibility to where it's like, I don't need to today ask to have three hours off two weeks from now. So I can go to the dentist, like that kind of stuff. That stuff irks me. It makes me so angry. I can't, I don't even want to get in on that because it just makes me so mad that you have to do that, that I have to two weeks in advance, basically ask somebody if it's okay if I go get my teeth cleaned like that's that, that shit pisses me off that's that's not right like that shouldn't be how it is but you also can't go to these places because most of these places guess what they're closed on the weekend so it's not too my it's not all my it's not my discretion of when I want to do this it's by somebody that I work for if they feel like saying yeah your time's approved now obviously they don't have an agenda it's not like they're going to say no but it have I've been told no because then something's happened oh we're having this that day and it's like okay now let me call and reschedule and hope they can get me in soon still and they're not booked especially during a COVID time where they're taking less patients and everything it's just stuff like that I think that stuff adds up to frustration and it's what pisses people off and makes people hate working yeah, I think you definitely have people like I, I've worked for people like that too, where if I wanted to go to the dentist, like I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to like lose potential pay for that. You know what I mean? I, I shouldn't have to have that. Um, I, I've had, but I've also had places where I'd be like, Hey, I, I you know, I'm uh, going to the dentist and they're like, all right. And that's, that's all it took. Like, yeah, I mean, I get paid to go. Like, it's like, I have leave, but my point is, it's just that like, like, asking the permission because i'm on their time it's their yeah, time so you do the leave though takes hours away like you yeah. lose hours which is what i'm saying is ridiculous well yeah it, it, there should sick leave shouldn't be a thing 
the, what sick leave should be is not that I accumulate it. It should show just like, hey, this person misses a lot of work or not. There should never ever be such a thing as sick leave. Like there should just be this set thing to where like, okay, if you go on paternity leave or maternity leave, like if you go, then it's like, you have this set amount of time, whatever. Like the fact that they practice, like I have to earn these hours to then be like, hey, I'm sick or hey, I have to go to the doctor. Can you please allow me to, Dad? Like it's just stupid. I just I hate that I stuff. It's and but I mean I have like a hundred hours of sick leave because you want to know why? Because you can't use all your sick leave, especially when you first start. If you have if you've earned a hundred and you've sixty in even a two year, three year span, people are gonna be like, dude, you missed too much work. Or what are you doing? And it doesn't matter. So the point of having it is stupid. Like when I worked at the county, there was some secret code basically that was like, if you've been there and you're hovering under 80 hours of sick leave, like they're going to talk to you. It's, it's like, well, why do we accrue it then? What's the point? Just tell me I can't do anything during your time. Like, unless I use my vacation leave. Like, that's just, I'm just saying, it's 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 an interesting thing we do. I understand why we recruit. Like, with our company, I, I'm, I'm kind of sound like my company sucks, but my company's actually really good with this stuff. Like, it's not, I mean, they, they're they just like any company that gives you sick and vacation leave and all that. But, like, if you have 200 hours of sick leave and have a kid, like, you can technically use all 200 if you want. They won't say a thing. Most people wouldn't, especially on the guy side. On the women's side, they do. But on the guy side, obviously, they'd probably be like, hey, can you try not to do that? But, like, they're cool with it. It's just interesting that we accrue it. I don't know. Got me all in my feels about having to work a nine-to-five, which you know from when we were, like, 14, you know I said I would never do it. So it's pretty wild that I do it. <laughs> I don't think it's pretty wild. I think it's pretty normal. <laughs> I think it's wild. I think it's pretty normal. Um, you know, I, I, I understand, man, like it, it's hard. And I think a lot of people freak out about that. Cause they're like, well then like, you know, there are companies out there that can be more flexible like that. There are companies out there now, particularly who are starting to be four days a week, but finding a company who, you know, maybe, Hey, if you have the doctor's appointment, like you don't have to like, you know, use sick leave, like you can just fucking go and like, you know, you're almost a salary where it doesn't matter because you're just salary. Um, I, I don't know why more companies aren't just doing salary. It probably would cost them less. I would, I would imagine, but you know, I, I don't know. There, there's definitely got to be more flexibility within like what other people want with it. Um, but I don't have the answers for it, man. I really don't. That's all I know. I think, uh, people should end up like really kind of doing what they want to do. And I understand that's hard, but if that's maybe just finding joy in your day to day, if you end up only having to work a nine to five, like you have to have some sort of plan to carve out some sort of happiness or do something within your day to day that you do enjoy and don't ever miss on that. Like maybe that's just going for an hour and a half bike ride, but every day you get to do that bike ride and go look at a sunset near, you know, a park near you or whatever whatever it is, but, um, definitely you can't just end up sitting there and thinking in your head and having anxiety and pressures of life, like rot at you. You, you got to find something to do to, you know, bring some joy in. Well, yeah, it's, it, that's what makes it hard though, because it goes back to everything. It's just like, 
you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, whatever the fuck that means. But like, that's what you're doing. I graduated college. I have to get a job because I can't live with my parents because I have to go live on my own and be self-sustaining. And then you do all this stuff. And like, for me, it's like, think about having like a freaking kid. And it's like, dude, I already don't have any free time. Like, <laughs> why do I want to bring in? Why do I want to freaking have a kid and have less free time than I already have? But it's like, what's well, one of those things where it's like, you want to do it, but then you have to think about like, oh, so from five to whatever, that time that I do have, like, that's not going to happen. There's another stressor, but it's like the cookie cutter life. It's like, that's why I don't have a kid though. Cause I don't follow no cookie cutter life, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Until your alarm clock goes off tomorrow morning and then you do. And then, then we all do. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does suck, but I think a lot of people, a, a key thing is, is like, okay, but then like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, that's a big one. It's, I don't want to do this nine to five, but what is it that I want to do? I think there's a lot of people who don't know that answer. I'm still not even sure. I, I'd love podcasting and I think I want to do it. And, but maybe I'm just like trying to figure out something. You know what I mean? I feel like my, my hobbies or what I really love can kind of change time to time. Like recently I've been really wanting to do stuff outdoors. Like, hunting and hiking and stuff like that and fucking two weeks from now i could be like i just want to be a surfer and uh i would love to give lessons in uh the south of france <laughs> like that would be my dream goal it's like or next week it's gonna be a ranch dude i, I guarantee you i've already been through that phase and it might come back around and go for a second go i don't know yeah it's uh i think that's i i think for like, a lot you know of people what you want to do yeah, I know what I want to do. I told you what I want to do. What do you want to do? I want to start my own basketball complex and own House of Hoops and take Hardwood Palace for everything they got. That's <laughs> what I want to do. I'm competitive. I want to shut their asses down. They suck anyways. <laughs> well, why don't you go do it then? Um, Because it's like a f probably minimum 500K startup and – I don't have five hundred thousand dollars. If if I if I come into five hundred grand, probably means I won the lottery, which means I'm gonna have millions. Which then means I'm probably just not gonna do anything. No, but you can get a loan. It's very hard to get a loan that size without a lot not of collateral. If down not if you have a good down payment. I don't. What I don't have shit, man. I have a house that I'm paying down. Can't. But I mean, I owe on it a lot. Take your house. You just put your house down as collateral. You'll God. have 10K left because your house worth five five 510. So you'll have 10K <laughs> left. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing though. I get, like, but it's, it's, it's you fun. You do no. a lot with 10K, Mikey. No, I, I know. There's, there's this place called Thunder Valley. You can go put it all down on red real quick. But it's like, that's, that's the real thing though. It's like we talk about it. It's like, what do you want to do? That's what I want to do. That's my goal. And I think about it all the time. I've written a business plan for it. But I think that's what separates like these people when they're, it's like they're going through their 95 and they get locked into it for 40 years. It's because it's like you never see that opportunity. You never know when it's time to get out and like actually try for it. I don't know when that is for me. Is that two years from now? Is that next month? It's probably not next month. Let's just be real with COVID and everything. But like when you just don't know and you don't it's hard to take a risk though when you also have all these bills and you have things you have to pay for it's like you can't just risk your job so i think that's just where you it's funny that we've kind of talked a lot about anxiety and really keep going back to the job thing but i think that's what it is for a lot of people well i think it's just also the most uh real example though too 
I mean, I, I, but I think that's like, I, I, I mean, I guess it's possible somebody can definitely obviously have anxiety, be depressed and want to kill themselves if they don't have a job and have a lot of money. Like, that's not like, you can't say that's not a thing, but I think that's where it comes for a lot of people. I just don't think a lot of people think they're living their well, lives. Well, no, because we've also talked about social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, and but we've that... also talked about the fear of God. <laughs> Well, the thing yeah, is, we've talked about we've talked about a lot of things. It's just we've been we've just been recently using the job example. Yeah, well, you know, I you know me, I don't go back, I don't go into the the God stuff too much because I don't want to insult anybody. Like you know, God, I can't. Insult <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> but you know, but the thing is, I haven't I haven't truly been somebody who's believed in God for as long as I can remember. Like, I don't, I can't say like when I was 10, cause what the hell do I know at 10, but at least high school, I mean, it's never been something I've, I've understood. I've never something that I, I just, I don't get it. Like there's, there's so many things in the Bible that are wrong that, but then if you say they're wrong, people go, no, that's God testing your faith. The earth's 6,000 years old. Well, there's rocks that are millions of years old. That's God testing you. Oh, okay. What do I know? So I'm just saying, yeah, you're not going to really, the whole God thing is a lot for me because I don't, you know, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in church and I don't believe in God. So no, but I think, I, I think it's more of like, again, to reiterate my, my point from earlier is it's not necessarily that um, it needs to be that there is a God. It's more of that. There is no God. Oh shit. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I at it. And I think that's what causes the stress is they're like, cause think about there's been ancient religions for times. Like think about, you know, ancient, you know, Egyptian mythology of ancient Greek mythology. You have all these things that were once religions too, or beliefs, not anymore. And, um, you know, I think it's clearly showing that these most recent ones are clearly fading. And, um, you know, I think that kind of like, it, it shines a light on a very dark corner and that people didn't want, you know? Yeah. But I, I mean, that's, that's going to always be a thing, the fear of nothing after. Right. Because... But I think that's a big thing that that stresses out a lot of people. That's death, dude. Like a lot of people freak out about that. Well, yeah. Being scared to die. But is it, what's interesting to me is I'm not as concerned about not there, about there not being something after for myself. Cause if I'm dead, I'm dead. Like can't really no, control but it makes that. It also then makes you think about your life and like you, what you're doing with it now. Yeah. And, but it also makes me think of like when people close to me die, cause then it's like you, the, the comfort in people dying is when you go to a funeral or whatever, it's that, Oh, they're in a better place. They're going to, you know, they're going to tell you everything's all right. Or they're going to be watching you and you could talk to them and you have no. these beliefs, but I don't they're, believe in that. Just dirt, just earth, earth. That's, so I don't believe in that. So, you know, my best friend's my mom, the day she's 61 years old, you know, the day she gets older and she dies, like, I'm not going to have that belief of like, oh, she's above me watching over me. So it's like, that's the stuff we're not believing kind of gets you. And that's where it starts to suck. So that's when you also want to be like, live a good life. Cause you want to make parents proud. You want to make people around you proud and want to make yourself proud. But that's where religion really comes in for it is like, if my wife died tomorrow, like, I'm not going to believe that she's just with me. And that's scary and that's sad. So like, that's really weird. Not believing that stuff really can affect people and really piss off people who do believe because they need also, the whole, I think that's, I think that's also just a slice of the pie. I think that's like, that goes with it. 
See, look, we're not just talking about jobs. Look, yeah. there's another well, topic for you, dude. Just well, well, I'm just that, saying that's... That does uh, freak out people. I think that does... I mean, it, that is kind of like one of the, uh, you know, it's one of the darkest truths is what it is. It's just... You're, well, it's it's always going to be there. Everybody's going to experience it. Everyone's just going to end up, you know, as dust in the wind. But I think that freaks out a lot of people. And I think, I think more so now that people know that that's going to happen. I think you are a special case that you grew up even, I would say, us growing up, especially where we grew up, I would say a lot of people were pretty religious. Think about how many people went to, like, all the Catholic churches around us and all the churches uh, within yeah, our house you know what i mean the youth stuff yeah i remember that. yeah like people were like thinking about brian gallard and all them are like the saint peter paul atheist brian gallard yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest thing ever he um but like religion was a big thing i think it's now you're starting to see it think about a 16 year old kid now no way they believe in god i think it's harder and, and i think that, it, that's not that much further after us but I think, I think, you know, when you speak of kids and their beliefs and everything, not kids, kids, but I think it has to get to a point where if I, if, if I'm somebody that's super religious and I obviously am going to have a child and I'm going to raise them religious because that's how I view things. I think that you as a parent, as a person or adult and someone who's responsible, you have to also open the door to like, let them go figure out if they want to be that, if they want to believe in that. Because I think that's where it comes where like, you just have this thing where like somebody believes because that's what they were taught to believe. Not necessarily though, if they truly believe it. For me, I think I, I, what's cool is I feel like I've had a taste of both worlds. I literally had to go to school for two years and listen to it in every class that I took. Yeah, but I, I think that's what a lot of parents are feeling and why kids are not religious now. And a lot of kids don't believe in God too is because like my parents, my parents grew up in very Catholic. They went to Catholic high schools. They grew up with religion day in and day out. You know, my dad's from the East Coast, super Catholic. Uh, my mom, uh, Mexican Catholic, and she in Santa Barbara. You know what I mean? That's where she grew up. Um, they were just kind of burnt out by the time we were really kids. My mom went through phases, but like they were both pretty burnt out, and they didn't want to really, you know, have to. We, we weren't really like a religious household because of it. Um, and I think more and more people who like kind of maybe gone through what you went through with say the Christian school, they kind of grew out of their phases with their parents. Um, you know, their parents loosen up control as you get older, you don't obviously. So you start seeing the world differently, but, um, I, I just think it's dying. Like, I, I think this just goes back to my original point. You ask a 16 year old kid now, it's not about like being in a, you know, having the freedom of choice now i just think that the, they just don't believe it yeah i mean i mean and who's i can't really sit here and say i blame them i mean i know kids that are religious and i know kids that are still you about still have i think religious yeah. kids but i think at the end of the day if you really took a poll i would say a majority of people who are going to be having kids and are probably kids right now probably don't believe in god i mean and I think that, but I think that's also because I think, again, I'm if you're younger, yeah, maybe it, it, I, I think, I wonder if at all, like, just because you have more information that you're like, like, it's so easy to go f learn about things with Google or just having computers everywhere. And like, I Absolutely. think that's what's different. And I think when people, you know, you hear about all this religious stuff, I think it's more like, it's easier to look it up, like do your own research and kind of like dissect it. And that's kind of what I did. Like when I would go to 
Jess up and then like they say these things in your quote quick Christian business classes and you know you you see on a PowerPoint they go this is what a Christian business person is and this is what a business person is and technically a Christian business person is just someone who's ethical like you're a good person you don't have to put the word Christian in front of it and it's like this is what they do to manipulate it and I think that's what steers a lot of people away from it though and then you just have the the really big effect of like now you don't believe in God and you don't believe in like that you're going to go to heaven or hell and then then you know, I think that worries a lot of people. Like, does that mean you're going to make bad choices when you're on earth? Are you going to, you, are you going to drink too much? Are you going to watch porn? Are you going to go do this? You're going to go do that. And it's like, are you sinning all the time? I don't know. All I know is I don't really worry about that stuff because like, just be a good person. I think that's the fed thing I hate most about is like people that are super religious. Like, I feel like don't think you can be a good person if you're not. And that steers me so far away from religion even more that it's like why I hate it so much. I don't like the idea of like a Christian person. I like the idea of a person. Be a good person. Like if you kill somebody, what if, what if a guy goes, I'm a Christian and goes and kill somebody? Is he really not a Christian? He just said he is. What if he read the Bible every night but wanted to kill people? Does that mean he's not a real Christian? Who's the, who are they to say that? Well, but that's the, the, I mean, I, I would argue that, yeah, you would have that, but nobody would be like that he was actually religious. Like that would, fair. He would be like, Nobody would be like, well, then he clearly didn't understand. He would be like, you know, everyone would just say that he didn't clearly understand the context then of whatever the religion is. Fair. That's completely fair. But at the same time, if I go and kill somebody, though, and I there's no religious surrounding, people would say he needs to find Jesus. He needs to be more religious. He needs to I don't, I don't think everybody, I would say. I think a, a wide majority. I mean, it's that's just, I think it's the biggest it's the weirdest thing that's happening because yeah it does feel like a lot less people are religious and for me as somebody who's not sure i i embrace that just because i don't like you it also myself. went to a really you went to a heavy where you where you went to school was the most dense dense population of like that demographic you would see but the cool thing is I met a really cool person that was able to see both sides and have like legit conversations who almost like, it was almost like, I don't think I needed it, but it was like acceptance of the fact that I wasn't religious and acceptance. Like I didn't believe in God and she could accept that while also still like putting it on me that like, Oh, like God does great things and stuff. And I think when you have that, especially at that type of school is interesting because you can hear the other side without them being totally like shove it down your throat, like God, 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 and all this stuff. It's like, she could hear like, why are, if there's God, this God person so great, why is he allowing women and children to get raped and murdered in third world countries? And it's like, there's no answer for that. It's like, he has a plan. Okay. Well, not to them. No, he's not a plan for them. So, so there, so well, and, it didn't include them, did it? No, it didn't. And, it's, and so, when you, when you when you get to stuff like that, and you get to like the real meat of it, it's like there's never an answer, and that's completely why when it comes to anything religious, religion related, or God related, it's like I'm out. Well, I mean, I feel like an argument, like a spiritual argument, that I just thought of would be, well. God understood that what they were going through was tragedy. And so what they did was he, instead of making them go through a massive life of suffering, he took them young and he took them at the AZR now, and now he's up there with them. And now they don't have to go through that and they're in paradise. Now you're in heaven. Heaven is paradise. Why would you not want to go to paradise? Why would you live through a war-torn country for 76 years? Fuck, I'll take it. Kill me at 13 and send me to paradise. Why did he put them there in the first place? 
Why? Yeah, so he can just take them to come back to heaven? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Why not? Why not give it an opportunity? You say he gave it 13 years and he said, look, this is clearly not going to happen. I'm taking him now. This is, yeah, but he's it. also putting people there that are going to go become rapists and murderers and killing these innocent people that he's giving a chance to change things and they get their arms cut off and raped and then yeah, killed. He, and still ha- he still wants people to be able to have their free will. And if they don't do it, they don't do it. And he's, he's not gonna, He can't come and just strike them down. See, but that's my thing. If like I'm thinking like there's just God that's Mr. Because remember, there's a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament. The God of the New Testament is Mr. Loving God. And the God of the Old Testament is Mr. Wrathful. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going to kill you. Cool. And, and the New Testament God's all loving. But like at the same time, so you're right. He wouldn't go, I guess, and strike them down for sinning. Who are these killers? The New but at Testament the same time- was because the reason he's all loving is because his son sacrificed himself for him. Right. And that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, so you're right there that you want to just strike them down. But at the same time, it's like, and this is obviously very broad because like, obviously neither of us are like Bible majors, but like, it's, but it's just like, I still have a problem with that. If there's just almighty power and that can happen because you're saying, oh, you're coming to heaven. There's still people that have to watch this happen. Like I have to, like, if I'm in this third world village i have to watch these people get slaughtered that's still traumatic that's still something i have to go through and you're saying oh they can come to heaven okay but they were on earth they can live with their family here on earth it doesn't mean they have to be fucking macheted and fucking raped like it's like there's just i just i find it weird that it's like every time somebody dies it's like oh god has a better plan for them it's like what's better than being with your family like that's better like really like god that in paradise i but like, so, <laughs> the, why, why, why are they all killing themselves? Because then you don't get to go. Like, it's like, yeah, because I, then you're not dying. You're, so are you just hoping every day to die? An honorable death. I walk outside to get shot. So I go to heaven. Is that like that? Is that the plan? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm asking. Like in that, in the belief that like, maybe like, some, I don't know. Maybe, like Joel, maybe, maybe. Like Joel talks very religious to me all the time. And like, I respect, the hell out of Joel like you know like he's been raised it he lives his life by like I would never like when he talks to me about it I always just like kind of like ask questions I never tell him like oh I don't believe in God because like that would be fair to him like although it's like I don't necessarily believe in like what he's saying I understand where he's coming from and like he's so into it that like I respect it and like I want to be respectful so it's like I listen but sometimes I just want to be like but like with all of this and what you're saying is like what's the point then of like why are you why is the point like i would want to like die every day if going to heaven's like the goal is it like the goal later on or if that's just like dude heaven's the place to be like am i hoping to get hit by a truck tomorrow like i don't know like i i mean i know i'm no, like an it's asshole of you it's no it's allowing what the goal is is it goes wow now i can sit back and truly and enjoy the life that i have here on earth because now that now that I get to every day that I have here is a blessing that I get to be with my family, with my friends, with my loved ones. And I don't have to live with the fear that if I did die tomorrow, that's just it. Because if I did die tomorrow, I would get to go up to heaven, be with my Lord and Savior. I'd be in paradise. Okay. And then one day they will join me and I will be there with them. And there's the comfort thing of like, okay, see, like, that's a great, that's a great way to explain that because it's like, that's, I can understand that. And I think that's where I go back to like, that may be unfortunate that we don't have that because we're not going to believe and that's going to happen for us because we don't believe in it. But I can understand why people would get so upset with people not believing it because you're taking that away from them in that sense. 
I think and, it does. And I think people need to respect, like, I'm not religious. I would never tell someone to go find religion. I would, I would, because I, I wouldn't do it myself. So why would I tell you to, but um, I do believe that it does serve a purpose. It obviously gives, I think a great moral guiding to people, but I also think that people can point to it as like they're on some high horse. And I think that's ridiculous too. Like in any walks of life, you can't just do that, you know? Um, and, uh, but I think that it, people do need to respect it and you can't just go and start shitting on people who are religious because you had a bad experience with a religious person. Like you can't do that. Like respect their peace. They, they want to do their thing. And, uh, you know, if that's what gives them comfort, that's what gives them comfort. And it's not my cup of tea, but Hey, uh, I, I understand why it probably works for a lot of people. Kind of the way I feel about it. No, I, no, I, I, like I said before, and like, I would hope whoever would listen to this and is religious would understand it. Like I would, I don't, I'm don't hate people that are religious. I don't think it's stupid to believe in anything. It's just not something that is for me. No, you're very respectful of people. Yeah. I um, just, cause like, again, like I respect the hell out of Joel and like, I would never like, and I will respect everything he believes in. And I actually enjoy listening to when he tells me things about like, especially when it, it has to do with the election and like, and then Christians with like who they're voting for. Like I, like actually enjoy learning that and then like hearing what he has to say. So it's like, it's nothing like that. And then, so I just, yeah, I always get really yeah. weird with no, this. I know, I know. I respect it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like a good one for me. Like death is kind of something that does give me some anxiety, uh, which really roots back to like, my big thing is like, well, what am I doing? And, or, and is this what I want to do? Will I enjoy this for 60 years? And that's like my big thing. Um, where that's a lot of where my anxiety comes from, I would say is like, what do I want to do? Um, I don't want to waste what I have here. You know what I mean? So I don't want to be in a nine to five and just feeling like I'm wasting my years. Yep. That's kind of, I think where it all like, like where it all comes to like a, like a halt there. It's like, that's what it is. You want to know you're doing something you enjoy and you're living your life. And it's not like you're waking right. up and doing what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, we've been going at it for about an hour and a half. I appreciate you coming on. Um, and uh, I want to do more of these. I want to start picking back up the speed again on recording these. I can feel myself getting sloppy. Sorry to find my swing there at about the last 30 minutes of this. But um, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate you. Uh, I know you have, uh, you know, kind of things every day. You're kind of busy and you're busy every day. So I appreciate you taking some time out on your weekend of, um, you know, just to do this thing for me and hopefully I can make something out of uh, my show over here. So I do appreciate that. Dude, for sure. This is fun. I enjoy being able to help you out and an hour and a oh, half went by fast. Before I go, I got to tell you about this awful bed I fucking laid. Okay. So I had the Browns minus three and a half and the fucking kicker misses the extra point. <laughs> At the end of the fucking game. So I'm watching it, and like, I thought I lost a bet. And then Baker comes down, and he's driving, driving, and they for fucking score that touchdown at the end of the game with 11 seconds left. I'm like, perfect. All they have to do is hit the extra point. I covered this bet. There's no way they're winning this. They have to score a touchdown. There's no way. There's like 10 seconds. And he fucking shanks it, and it hits the right up. Right, and I lose the bet. It's off. Oh. <laughs> I was pissed. That's I was because I had it parlayed with the Chiefs covering their line, and they did. They absolutely just 
absolutely destroyed the the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, Justin had the Chiefs too today. I'm pissed, man. I'm absolutely pissed. But anyways, thanks again, dude, for joining me, and uh, hopefully we'll do this soon. Yeah, man. See you later. Take it easy.